Welcome to the Global CISO Forum, the podcast for information security executives. Welcome to the Global CISO Forum podcast. I'm your host, Amber Pedronselli. With me today is Dave Sikora, CEO of Alter. Um, we're going to be talking all about blockchain technology, how it relates to cybersecurity, uh, a little bit about Dave's uh, path to security, um, and the future of blockchain. So welcome to the show, Dave. Awesome. Thank you, Amber. It's great to be here. Appreciate it. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you. So we haven't talked to too many CEOs of interesting you know, uh, cybersecurity startups. Um, as you know, we talk to a lot of CISOs and talk to them about their career, um, and sort of as a way to help hopeful and, and existing uh, CISOs sort of steer their careers. But this is, you're a little bit different. You're a little bit outside that mold, and I'm um, pretty excited to talk okay. to you. Um, so yeah. we'll start with our general questions. So how did you get started in security? Yeah, so um, so I guess, you know, a, a little bit of background. I'm, I've spent my whole career uh, mostly in enterprise and infrastructure software both at the private um, and public company level. And I've been for, very fortunate that I've uh, had the opportunity to be part of and witness multiple revolutions in the tech industry. So I, I was around when the PC was introduced. Um, that was kind of the first wave of you know, uh, centralized mainframe down to decentralized computing. Then uh, I actually did the first internet software IPO in the state of Texas in the mid '90s. So you know, got to see that that whole worldwide web and internet revolution. And then um, in uh, around 2007, 2008, uh, started a mobile uh, software business, and we we actually ended up um, mobilizing, delivering the first dollar of mobile channel revenue for 40 or 50 major brands. And, and so I think that witnessing those revolutions has given me, I think, a, a decent pattern recognition engine, if you will. And, and so I, I um, have been intrigued and interested um, in blockchain, you know, just in general as, as what I think, you know, could be one of the, the, the next a big revolution, if you will. And, and I, uh, I happen to run into some really smart uh, software um, executives uh, uh, two and a half years or so ago, uh, was not looking for my first uh, or my, my next, um, you know, early stage uh, company to get involved with. But when I saw what they had done and when I saw what they had done using blockchain as a way to protect enterprise data, I just got really excited, and 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 I actually became an angel investor in uh, in Alter uh, two and a half years ago, and uh, joined. They invited me to be on the advisory board, and uh, and and then ultimately asked me to join as the CEO and and help them uh, take the the Alter technology and the Alter products to market. And so I I think you know from my standpoint, I saw you know number one that that this was you know, found it on what I think is going to be the next big revolution in computing blockchain. Um, and when you, you look at uh, cybersecurity and the, the threat landscape and the, the challenges that companies have now, the, the intersection of blockchain and cybersecurity, I, I can't imagine a more exciting intersection to be at. So that's maybe a little bit long-winded of, 
you know, but it gives you, you know, a perspective of, you know, um, what I see and, and how I got here. Yeah. Okay. That's perfect, actually. So that leads me to my next question. I mean, there's so many security companies on the market right now that are touting the blockchain angle. Um, and, you know, some might say that this is amounted to hype at this point. Uh, tell us how, what Alter does and why it's different from things that our listeners might have already heard about. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and for sure, we, when, we, when we talk about blockchain, we have to separate blockchain from cryptocurrency, first of all. And, and I think that, that a lot of a, the, uh, the market in general conflates those two. And, and so when, when we talk about blockchain at Alter, what we've done is, is we've created a, um, a, a, a set of technologies that, that fall into the private permissioned enterprise class blockchain network, and that, that it's, a, it's a very different approach, and, but we also uh, believe that it's the right approach for enterprises uh, versus you know, a public uh, blockchain network that, that you see you know, powering Bitcoin and, and uh, or you might you might hear about Ethereum and applications built on Ethereum, and and so we we've just taken a different approach with blockchain. We've we've um, we like to say that we've weaponized the blockchain technology for for a a very singular express purpose, and that is helping companies monitor, govern, and and really really protect their enterprise information. Okay. So, yeah, separating blockchain from crypto, I think probably a lot of people have to to do that. I think it's sort of a knee-jerk thing to hear, you know, blockchain and security, you know, crypto is not even that secure. So with problems with 51% attacks, for example, is that an issue right. that you, that Alters Technology deals with at all? It's a great question. And and a 51% attack, when you think about a blockchain network, it's it's really just a network of nodes. Uh, that that have replicated information on and, and then you have around those nodes you have a consensus algorithm that that goes around the nodes and and validates uh, the truth essentially validates the integrity of what's supposed to be on those nodes and and so with um, with a 51 percent attack that that's when someone could potentially um, gain access to more than 50% of the nodes in a blockchain network and take control of that network and essentially create their own truth and violate the integrity of the information. And so with, with the, um, an enter a private permission blockchain network, um, the, the companies that, that, that we're working with um, and, and actually in every company that we speak with they don't want to put their information on a public blockchain network. We haven't met one CISO, CIO, CEO who says, yeah, I'm going to just put my enterprise information out on a network that Amber or Dave can join, you know, with your computer. Right. Uh, so the, pri the private permissioned architecture, we believe, is the right architecture for enterprise blockchain security. Um, and, and so then the question is, how do you how do you prevent in that environment a uh, someone or some part of that organization obtaining a majority of those nodes 
and violating the integrity of that information. And so the way that companies are doing it is they're they're building these networks and, and having them run in different areas of the company, or in some cases, they're even having partners run some of the, the nodes of the network, and they're creating their own uh, decentralized fabric and architecture um, in either inside of their organization or their extended organization. In some cases, even we've uh, working we're working with some financial services companies who say at some point regulators might want to run some of the nodes. And so we think that that having having the nodes spread across an enterprise creates enough decentralization to to actually prohibit a 51% attack. All right. That makes sense. Yeah, from a security perspective. But tell us exactly what it is that that Alters technology does. Sure. So we talk about the three main use cases of Alter um, in the realm of um, uh, we we have modules we call monitor, govern, and protect. But think about conceptually, think about Alter. One of the founding ideas about Alter was that uh, the, the, the founders worked in the financial services industry and, and, and they wondered, you know, in, in, in banks and, and trading organizations, you never hear about money being stolen, right? You never, you, you might uh, Chase or Wells Fargo or other banks might get hacked, but it's the information that gets hacked. It's not the money. Mm-hmm. And so when you think about how they manage money, um, you think about, you know, consumers, they have a view into their accounts. They can log in, they can see how much money they have, they can see all their transactional history. Um, then uh, the bank has a risk layer around that money where, uh, you know, you can only take out, for example, you go to an ATM, you can only take out $500 in a day, or you can only wire transfer a certain amount of money. You might provision someone else to transfer a certain amount of money. Um, and then uh, third, there's a, a, a vault where the money is actually kept. And, and so uh, from just a uh, metaphorically, think about that uh, idea. And, and that's, what, that's what Alter does for data. And so we have the monitor, govern, and protect. Monitor is our view where we actually sit between business applications and data and the data store and we record everything that happens inside of that business application. And we write all of that information out into these private permission blockchain networks. Our governed product is the risk layer that I talked about where we, we can uh, assign certain users and certain groups of users access to uh, uh, enterprise data, how much they can get access to, when they can access it, where they can access it. And then, um, and and all of that, by the way, is recorded out into the blockchain. And those rules, those guardrails, if they're ever broken, that gets recorded out. And remediating that gets recorded out into the blockchain. The the blockchain in these in in these two use cases is is really creating digital truth for us because, as you know, blockchain is an append-only architecture, and so everything that happens inside of these business applications is being recorded permanently in stone in these blockchain networks. And then the third piece, the vault, is where we have lots of, I mean, we have a lot of innovation in general, which I'll I'll mention, 
but um, the vault is where we can actually take data from an enterprise database or file system, and we can fragment that data into small pieces, store those pieces out into these blockchain networks, and then reassemble that data at scale for permissioned users who want access to that so that if the bad guys ever break into that data store, whether it's a database or a file system, um, and by the way, the, the, the bad guys could be on the payroll. When they break in or they, they have access to the underlying structure, they only see a pointer to the first piece of information that's actually living out in those blockchain networks. So, so that's, um, you know, kind of at a high level metaphorically, that's a way to think about uh, Alter is we help companies um, essentially um, monitor, govern, and protect their data in the same way that money is protected in the financial services business. And I mean, there's a lot more details I can go into, but if you have any follow-up questions. No, I think, I think that covers it from a general perspective and um, it sounds really interesting and, and innovative. Um, something that you've done recently though, is you've partnered with a company called Sirius. What is that all about? We did, yeah, and thanks for asking. We're really excited about Sirius. They're, they're one of the largest managed security service providers in the, in the industry. They, I, they have almost a billion dollar managed security business um, where you know, they, they help large, mostly large, they have over 5,000 customers, um, but uh, they have great relationships with um, many Fortune 500 uh, companies, and, and they help manage their security architecture for those companies. So they've, and they've been at it for a very long time. Uh, they, they work with and, and resell and have a service practice area around a lot of different um, hardware and software providers. And, and a lot of their work is around endpoint protection. And, and um, you know, they're really excited about bringing um, Alter to their customer base because we, we actually get into the data and, and it's, a, it, it's a very unique and innovative solution. We're really excited about it. We're actually, another thing I'd say is that we're, we, we, we feel really fortunate to have this relationship given that Alter has been around for a number of years, but we just came out of stealth last June. And for us to have that kind of relationship with a company of that size, that scale, and the scope, how, how, how many companies they do business with, we're, we're really fortunate, but it's also a testament to the amount of, amount of innovation um, that we bring and, and the joint opportunity. Um, and, and so I'm happy to, to go into more detail about how they're gonna work, but that's, that's at, at a high level. That sounds cool. So let's zoom out a little bit. Uh, talk a little bit okay. more generally about, you know, blockchain has been around for a few years now. Um, right. Could you tell us why or how blockchain is important to cybersecurity? Uh, absolutely. Um, I, again, I, I think that um, that you know when when I when I mentioned earlier that we're creating digital truth. I mean, you can th you really can think of blockchain as a truth machine. Um, because it, the, the way that the elegance of the blockchain architecture, um, the, the append only uh, model 
um, is is a model that that lends itself really well to cybersecurity. Um, you know, and, and I think you know blockchain and Bitcoin in general uh, was uh, part of the inspiration uh, for the founders of uh, of uh, Alter, and that you know they asked the question, well, wait a minute, you know this Bitcoin thing, how come? How, why, why is why has Bitcoin never been hacked? You, you might hear about wallets mm-hmm. that have Bitcoin stored in them being hacked, or other you know exchanges or or other data stores where where uh, Bitcoin is stored, but the actual um, Bitcoin architecture and network that's underpinned by blockchain has never been never been hacked, and so that was you know part of the inspiration for. Um, you know, using blockchain in the way that we've used it. Um, and, and again, maintaining that laser focus on, um, on leveraging the elegance of the architecture to help companies uh, protect their data and protect access to their data. And, and so it's, um, you know, you think about um, when uh, with, with blockchain, you, you could argue that, that what we do could not have been done five years ago mm-hmm. because there's there's actually there's actually three preconditions that are necessary for blockchain to operate at scale. The first two are uh, relate to consensus, and that's having really tremendous processing power um, and um, really fast networks. And and the third is is cheap storage because on a blockchain network, by definition, you're replicating information that's how you get you get multiple copies of of a fragment of information and and those copies are replicated around all the nodes so um you need you need the first two the the processing power and the fast networks because you have these these consensus algorithms that go out and check all the nodes for they validate in the public networks they call them validators that they they check for um, integrity that 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 each node has the same copy. If they if they find a bad copy, they throw it out. And so um, so it's a it's an architecture that is just now emerging. I mean that now let's tie that all the way back to what I said up front about the the next big revolution. That um, here we have an architecture with these these three preconditions, and and the the really exciting thing is that that all three are going to be better tomorrow than they are today. And we can thank Moore's Law for that. But um, there's there's going to be a lot of innovation around blockchain as an architecture because those three preconditions are just getting better and better. Yeah, that's that's I think what makes it really exciting is it's not set in stone, but it'll keep evolving. Um, so blockchain is so cool. Right. It's so new. It's so kind of sexy on the market right now. But do you find that implementing blockchain-based technology in an enterprise forces CISOs outside their comfort zone, or do you find any resistance? I, I assume that you're talking to some CISOs about this technology um, as you as we, you do business. We do, and, and it's a great question, and it, to the point where we always say that, that uh, we are a data security company first. We happen to use blockchain. We, we don't want to we don't want to come out and say we're a blockchain company because that just throws us into, um, you know, the morass of 
of crypto and and mm-hmm. I mean there's so many very confusing things happening on that front and you have a lot of public blockchain networks and and so so right away we we want to set the stage that we are an enterprise software company focusing on data security and by the way look at all the innovative ways that we use blockchain at, at one point recently we had uh, almost 10% of the issued patents in the US around blockchain we're we're up to 17 issued patents now around blockchain wow and and so we're yeah i mean it's we're bringing we're bringing a lot of heavy duty innovation to the table we had a really really good head start that's a testament to uh, I think some of the division of the early founders and 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 just the work that that they've been able to get done and, and the protection of that IP as well. Yeah. So positioning yourselves as a cyber as a data protection company first, blockchain second. Does that do you find that that helps with your conversations? It helps. It helps a lot. But you know, if you if you go into if you go into a room, and I'm not, I mean, I think, you know, CISOs and CIOs, CFOs, um, you know, they're all, you know, very um, quickly educating themselves on blockchain, but it, it, it really is the first. In fact, we, we were at uh, a group uh, this morning and, and we started talking about blockchain and the first question came up is, well, how do you prevent a 51% attack? And, oh. <laughs> and, and you don't, you don't have um, the, the broad-based knowledge of, um, you know, blockchain and how it can be weaponized for these specific use cases. It's kind of, you know, in 95, when, when the World Wide Web came out, everyone referred to that as the Internet, right? Um, but that wasn't the internet. That was just an application that took advantage of the underlying connected infrastructure. Obviously, that's the internet. And it's the same thing with blockchain. And, and so we're still kind of in that conflated conflation stage. Um, you know, but more and more, you know, companies are starting to, um, you know, get a deeper understanding of how it can be used, you know, you know, for these, you know, specific use cases. Um, but, you know, we, we still, I think we still have a ways to go, but talking about us as data security first, blockchain second, and bringing, you know, our innovation to the table, you know, helps a lot. But it, it, it is also true that, um, you know, a lot of people, when they see our product, they, they think, wow, I did not know you could do that. And mm-hmm. it's that, it's that interesting. And, um, and um, I, I would say, dis- I mean, it's an overused word, dis- you know, disruptive, um, but it really is. We're, we're just at the early stages of how this, you know, incredible new architecture can be used. And, and it's really fun to go out and, and show CISOs and CIOs and CFOs and, um, you know, ways that, that they can, you know, create a, a safer um, environment for uh, for their customers and for their employees. That must be exciting. Uh, sounds like a really cool job, frankly. Um, it actually it actually is, and and I, I I would say that 
I, I kind of have the easy job because I have a bunch of really, really smart people that work for me. And, and um, my job would really be hard if they weren't around. Um, I, I just, I kind of, a lot of times I just feel like my job is to, you know, just keep things organized. <laughs> but the, the guys that, that I work with um, are, are so smart, especially the technical team. And I, again, I've, I think this is my eighth C, CEO job of software companies and the, the tech team. I'm not going to disparage my previous tech teams, but boy, this tech team is, is really, really strong. That's great to hear. So something we talk about a lot in this show and actually in the content of the, the certified CISO program is that to be effective, security has to be aligned with the goals of the business. Um, is that something that you believe as well? And is that part of Alter's makeup and, and technology sort of plan? It, it is. And, and, you know, invariably, um, you know, there's, there's a big trade-off between um, security and convenience and, and creating, um, you know, uh, acceptable uh, user experiences and, and so forth. And so um, it, it absolutely is a trade-off. You know, our CTO has a great line. He said, you know, I could put 15 master locks on my front door and I'd know that you know, that my house would be safe, but what a pain it'd be getting in every night, right? I have to find 15 keys. And, and so, um, so it, it has to, um, it has to align. Um, and, uh, and I think, you know, you, most, most of the, you know, we always say the cybersecurity industrial complex is built around endpoint protection. Um, and, and I, but I think that, that, that that's that's going to change. I think that that um, there's going to have to be some some new approaches that um, you know are are more uh, business architecture, business use case friendly. Um, you know, than throwing up 15 master locks around all of your your uh, applications and uh, and and data. Right, because I mean that would be easy, right? If we didn't have to worry about anyone ever accessing the data, th that would be the answer. But right, you that's, have to. That's right, but 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 how do you how do you defend against the you know the the database administrator who is having financial problems, um, you know, or you know someone who works in accounting uh, that has access to all of the you know. Um, you know, in, not just the, the um, inside data, but maybe customer data. One of the one of the big problems that that we see is this this whole idea around the God view. And uh, more and more companies, especially, you know, think about the what's happening in IT now is you've got um, more and more IT is moving to the cloud, and and if the cloud is really just someone else's computer, how do you know what's safe? And, and so, um, you know, uh, you, you probably heard about Uber, you know, they had this, I think that's where I first heard the, the word God view, where they had employees who were checking up on celebrities and friends and saying, hey, how come you're, what, what are you doing in New York? And, and you know, think about, think about that. Think about how, um, how much data, how much really uh, valuable information employees have access to. So forget about endpoint protection. Your threats are on your payroll. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. I mean, you know, insider threat. That's 
How do you guys deal? That's right. Does, does Alter address insider threat at all? Well, I mean, think about the 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 analogy I used earlier about protecting protecting the money, and and you know, one of the things that we can do is we can remove the data from the enterprise from the data structure, and we can scatter that data. Essentially, it's the functional equivalent of raid striping in the data storage world. And we, we scatter that data across these blockchain networks. So, and, and what we leave inside the company is we leave this really long reference pointer to the first fragment of data that sits out in the blockchain networks. And, and so when, when the insider who has access to that data structure they, they, you know, they want to do a smash and grab of the, the customer database, the 10 million customer names. All they have are these pointers to where the information is all scattered out into these blockchain networks. However, the application that uses that data is still completely operational. So we, we in, in fact, I, I would say we always say the net our our one of I think what we have a slide that says, you know, the network is in breach. That's kind of a thesis that we have. You have to assume the network is in breach. Think about Marriott. Someone was living inside of Marriott rent free for, um, you know, uh, what, two years uh, rummaging around in all their data. Um, and uh, and so the net just assume the network's in breach. And so that's that's actually one of our core strengths is we, I, I think that we defend against the insider threat better than any other uh, technology that's out on the market. That's great. Um, so let's think about the future of blockchain. What, how is the industry going to have to change? How are the future leaders um, going to have to change to accommodate it or to incorporate it into their education or their, their you know, skill sets? Yeah, it's a it's an interesting question, and and so I would I would separate the answer into two categories. The, the first category um, are um, blockchain use cases that are um, looking to solve um, kind of big industry problems like um, title, um, you know, title um, write, writing title policies for homeowners and you know you have a lot of players there you have banks you have the title insurance companies you have the consumers buying the home you have these really really large problems supply chain and and these are these are challenges i, I think blockchain has a tremendous future in those use cases um, but it, it's going to take a really long time because as you know it, it i mean it takes a long time for one company to try and change a business process, try and change an industry with where a business process spans across multiple segments of that industry. It's really hard. You talk to the industry analysts like Gartner and others, and you know they talk about the programmable, programmable economy. Um, you know, there, the, there's there's just a lot of uh, it, these are very long term. Um, use cases. I think block, blockchain is going to have a big future there. But then, then you you just isolate the blockchain architecture in the way that we've isolated it, and 
think about how that can be deployed inside of companies um, for various use cases. I mean, we, like I said earlier, we're laser focused on on using it for um, for protecting enterprise data. Uh, but as the preconditions I talked about earlier, as they accelerate, um, that um, they're going to they're, they're going to enable all kinds of new that we we can't even think about right now. I think you know in the, in the same similarly in the same way that when the internet came out, um, you know I remember people saying, "Oh my God, no one's ever going to put their credit card in that form." Mm-hmm. You know, think about. Think about all the, the, the amazing things we do right now that no one ever even thought about. And that's only, that's only like 1995, 1996. And so I think that, that this technology has that kind of, kind of industry transformational potential. So, but I do look at it in those two different camps. Well, it's a very exciting space to be in. Um, and it sounds like you guys have a really interesting corner on that market and I'm excited to see what you guys do next. Thank you. Dave, it was so great to have you on the show. Thank you so much for talking to us about blockchain, about Alter, um, and giving us your perspective. Oh, thank you, Amber. It was really, really fun. And, and thank you for, for the great questions and, and, um, look forward to, to continuing the conversation with you and your organization. Absolutely. Have a great one. You too. Thanks. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Global CISO Forum, the podcast for information security executives.